4: This is 7 News with Ann Sanders.
5: Good morning. Queensland is closing the border to all of New South Wales from 1am tomorrow. The COVID case numbers in Sydney have soared and there's a growing list of exposure sites, including an aged care home where 60 residents are now in isolation. 124 new cases have been recorded in New South Wales. 48 of those were infectious while in the community. Amber Laila is in Sydney for us. Amber, good morning to you. The Premier said this is a cruel and contagious virus that is spreading like never before.
3: Good morning, and yes, unfortunately it seems like numbers were starting to ease late last week and in the last few days, but we've just started to see them spike back up again. 124 new cases recorded. That was from a new daily record for testing, just over 85,000 tests, which the Premier is pleading with the public to try and keep up. Uh, But concerningly, a lot of these uh, cases have still been recorded in Sydney's southwest and western suburbs. The Premier now urging Sydney siders to brace for another spike in numbers in the next few days, that's because 48 cases were infectious while in the community. The Premier is saying we will likely see numbers jump back up again because of that figure.
1: There's no doubt again that we anticipate case numbers will continue to go up before they start coming down and we need to brace ourselves for that. Unfortunately when we, when our health experts are interviewing families within households, we're learning that they have visited families and other households and the disease is spreading.
3: Dozens of venues across Sydney were placed on alert overnight, including two aged care homes, one at Bellrose and one in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. It's believed that three unvaccinated staff members across those two facilities tested positive putting both on alert. There have also been five cases at a disability care home in Park Lee. All of those cases are believed to have had one dose. The Premier is pleading with people to get the vaccination, calling it the key to our freedom and she's also described how effective it is saying of the 28 people in ICU at the moment none of those cases have received both doses. Uh, of the venues also on alert there are two supermarkets in Belrose and of Maryland that are currently on of concern. You can find all of those details and on the New South Wales health website.
5: Thanks very much Amber. Amber Layla reporting. Victoria has recorded 26 new COVID cases but almost all of them were in isolation. Only two people were out in the community while infected. Nathan Curry is in Melbourne. Good morning, Nathan. A major market has been listed as an exposure site.
0: Yes it has. Morning Anne. It's the Paran market which is a very popular spot particularly on weekends which is when a positive case attended the site. Uh, There was a delay in actually uh, listing it on the official website so shoppers were in for a bit of a shock when they arrived this morning to find that the market had been closed for a deep clean. The market did some good work uh, off their own bat. They put it up on their website, they got it up on social media to let people know. It now has been officially listed as a tier 1 location so if you were there on Saturday morning, between 9.40 and 11.15, it means you do need to go get a test and then isolate for 14 days. The testing numbers were down a bit yesterday, 43,000, but maybe we'll see them pick back up in Melbourne now, given that it's a pretty popular spot on weekends, as I said. So we'll see what that means for tomorrow's numbers. But as you said, just two of today's 26 cases uh, were out in the community during their infectious period, and that's the number that we really need to keep low because the state government has said that will determine uh, if they're confident enough to to release us from lockdown next Tuesday night, Anne.
5: Nathan Curry with the latest live from Melbourne. Thank you, Nathan. Queensland is slamming its borders shut to all of New South Wales from 1am on Friday as it prepares to ease COVID restrictions. The Sunshine State recorded no new cases of COVID-19. Although mask wearing will be mandatory for the next seven days. From Friday, there'll be no limit to outdoor gatherings and funerals and weddings in the Southeast will be increased from 100 to 200.
6: In order to be able to ease these restrictions, as I've outlined, we need to uh, close the border to the rest of New South Wales.
5: Because of the number of major sporting events in Queensland, large stadiums will now be capped at 75% capacity. South Australia's COVID outbreak has more than doubled after the state recorded six new cases, all linked to super spreader events at a popular winery and a city restaurant. The state is now in a second day of a week-long lockdown. With states right across the country facing the prospect of extended lockdowns, the cost to the Delta variant is starting to become clear. Our political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. New data shows the enormous cost of these lockdowns. Yes, Anne,
1: and it's not a pretty sight. Treasury estimates that the lockdown in three states is costing the economy $2 billion a week or $300 million each and every day. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg is saying the sharp downturn in economic activity is likely to lead to negative growth in the September quarter with a forecast hit to GDP of at least 1% as well as have an impact on employment figures. However, the Treasurer and the Prime Minister remain confident the economy can bounce back quickly like it did last year.
6: To have your two biggest states, New South Wales and Victoria in lockdown is a big blow. Faster, stronger um, than either the Reserve Bank or Treasury had been expecting. So I'm confident that if we can get on top of this virus, that we will see a strong bounce back in the economy.
1: Meanwhile, Prime Minister Scott Morrison says he takes responsibility for the challenges the vaccine rollout has faced, but also for the steps the government have put in place to get it back on track, adding he believes Australians just want the government to get it right. Those delays are regrettable. We all know they're a result of many factors. I take responsibility for the problems we've had, but I'm also taking responsibility for the solutions we're putting in place and the vaccination rates that we're now achieving. The government insisting the rollout is still on track to offer every Australian a vaccine by the end of the year. One million doses were administered last week. That is a milestone, but it is two months behind
5: schedule. Taylor Aiken live in Canberra. Thank you, Taylor. The Olympic flame is coming back to Australia after Brisbane was named the host of the 2032 games last night. It'll be Australia's third Olympics after Melbourne and Sydney. The announcement in Tokyo, the culmination of six years of meticulous planning.
7: The games of the 35th Olympiad are awarded to Brisbane, Australia.
3: <laughs> Brisbane is officially
6: the of the 35th Olympiad 2032. Crowds of green and gold erupted on the banks of the Brisbane River as history was made. Out of 80 International Olympic Committee delegates, 72 voted in favour of Brisbane. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Queensland's natural beauty is set to make the game shine for Australia's Third Olympics and Second Paralympics. Dozens of venues have already been earmarked, from the Gold Coast to the Sunshine Coast.
7: This will give us, um, I believe, our golden age.
6: Those young
2: Australians who
6: might aspire to represent their country, now can aspire to do that on home soil. But first, a celebration on home soil. The Games heading down under again. And an early victory for our athletes in Tokyo. Mark Beretta, 7 News.
5: Well, there was a party atmosphere at live sites in Queensland last night as crowds welcomed the news. It's hoped the Brisbane Olympics and Paralympics will inspire a new generation of young Australians to try for Olympic glory. Bianca Stone has more.
7: Good morning from Brisbane, the host of the 2032 Olympics. It is the morning after the night before. The party might have wrapped up here at South Bank, but the celebration, well, it is set to go for the next 11 years or so. Our leader said this would be the Together Games, and it certainly brought everyone together last night for the announcement. Around 2,500 people came down here to South Bank to watch the announcement live. There were tears, there were hugs, there were fireworks. All of this started as a dream six years ago put forward by the South East Queensland Council of Mayors. Many laughed at the proposal, but Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk wants to prove that a mid-sized city or region can host an Olympics. It was such a surreal moment. A couple of times the Lord Mayor and I are sitting there pinching ourselves saying, is this really happening? Are we really here? Is this about to happen to Brisbane and Queensland? So it was just an amazing night. Well, the Countdown is on just 11 short years to go and a whole lot of work to do. That includes the redevelopment of the Gabba. It hosted the AFL Grand Final last year, and in 2032, it'll host the opening and closing ceremonies. We're ready.
5: Thanks, Bianca. Well, it's been a dream start for our women's soccer team, the Matildas. Skipper Sam Kerr was once again one of the stars for Australia in the match against New Zealand. Rob Scott reports from Tokyo.
4: Well, perfect start to these games for the Matildas, winning their opening clash last night against New Zealand 2 1. Both goals for the Aussies came in the first half through Tamika Yallop and Sam Kerr. 2-0 up over New Zealand. As if the display on the pitch wasn't enough, the team made a point even before they took to the field, posing with the Aboriginal flag flag instead of the Australian Australian one before linking arms on halfway as the Kiwis took a knee to make a statement against racism. The team want to send a message that issues of equality have universal support. Meanwhile, show jumper Jamie Kermond has been kicked off the Australian Olympic team just hours before he was due to fly to Tokyo. The 36-year-old returned a positive A sample to cocaine after a test that was done last month. He issued a statement saying he is extremely upset and the positive result likely came from a single recreational use of the drug during a social event and had no connection with his sport. A distraction our softballers definitely didn't need as they chase their first win of these games when they take on Italy this afternoon and the Oli Roos begin their Olympic campaign tonight against Argentina.
5: Quick thinking has saved Sydney's historic Queen Victoria building. A bus driver noticed flames in a shop and called emergency services just after 8 o'clock last night. The fire brigade was on the scene within minutes, quickly extinguishing the flames and preventing the fire from spreading to adjoining shops. Disgraced Hollywood mogul Javi Weinstein has pleaded not guilty to a series of sexual assault charges in a Los Angeles court. He was extradited from New York to face allegations that could see him locked up for the rest of his life.
2: It was a not guilty from a very frail-looking Harvey Weinstein today, hours after touching down in Los Angeles, having been extradited from New York. Shackled to his wheelchair, Weinstein typically silent as he entered court, leaving the talking to his team, who entered a plea on his behalf.
6: We welcome an opportunity to address these charges in court. They're baseless. They're from long, long ago. They're uncorroborated. And we do expect that after a trial in this matter, if we have a fair, a fair trial in this case, the Mr. Wine's son will be acquitted of these charges.
2: The former Hollywood heavyweight is facing 11 additional charges of attacking five women in Los Angeles between 2003 and 2014. He'd fought extradition from New York, claiming he was too sick. Doctors disagreed. The 69-year-old now in a West Coast jail where he awaits trial. If found guilty, it's certain the former producer will spend the rest of his life behind bars. Already serving 23 years in New York, any penalty resulting from this case would be on top of that he's already serving. But the man who sparked much of Hollywood's Me Too movement is admitting to nothing, appealing his New York conviction and today giving the strongest hint yet he'll fight these charges to the very end.
5: The death toll from floods in central China has reached 25. Torrential rain over the past three days has seen flash floods. Many of the deaths occurred in a subway tunnel that flooded. The Chinese Weather Bureau says it's a once in a thousand years event. Protesters have taken to the streets of Paris to campaign against plans for a health pass and compulsory vaccinations. The French Parliament is debating whether a health pass should be mandatory to enter cafes, shops, and movie theatres in a bid to fight a new wave of infections. It also wants to make proof of vaccination compulsory for healthcare workers. Currently, it's only needed to go to music festivals or nightclubs. There was an unwelcome visitor to a suburban soccer game in Bolivia. A small whirlwind or dust devil swept across the playing field, sending the teams scrambling for cover. No one was hurt and the game resumed. A new photo has been released to mark Prince George's eighth birthday. The Duchess of Cambridge, of course, snapped the shot of the smiling young prince. George is sitting on a Land Rover Defender in a nod to his great-grandfather, Prince Philip. It was the Duke of Edinburgh's favourite car. As we heard earlier, the lockdowns in New South Wales, Victoria, and South Australia are having a tremendous impact on the economy. Let's bring in Network Finance Editor Gemma. Rackin. Good morning, Gemma. Is this economic hit being reflected in the share market? Good morning, Anne. Well, not today.
7: Australian shares have hit their highest level in more than a week this morning, despite the latest local COVID-19 news. The ASX 200 has been moving more in sync with global share markets, which had their own little COVID stumble late last week, but have recovered in the last couple of days. Oil. Prices rebounded strongly overnight, and that has helped push up the shares of our major energy companies here. Mining giant BHP is also up after signing a deal with Tesla to provide nickel for its electric cars. Local tech company Zip is today's major laggard, down more than 5%, and that's despite strong growth in the US. And Anne, it's been a rough couple of weeks for the Aussie dollar, even slipping under 73 US cents early yesterday, but our currency did steady overnight and is now buying around 73.5%. For U.S. cents.
5: All right, Gemma, thank you very much. Gemma Acton reporting. To sport now, and the Matildas are off to a flying start in their quest for Olympic gold in Tokyo. The Australian women were united behind the Aboriginal flag pre-game, linking arms as the Kiwis knelt in support of anti-racism. Skipper Sam Kerr was once again the star for the Matildas, setting up their first goal before scoring the second in the 2-1 win over Trans Tasman rivals New
6: Zealand. The post, and it's in, Sarah Connor, with a brilliant header. Australia 2-0 up over New Zealand. This
1: is just one step in our journey, so focus and review tonight, but head goes straight to t- next,
5: the next game. In the other game in their group, world champions the USA suffered a shock 3-0 loss to Sweden, ending a 44-game unbeaten run. The Matildas faced the Swedes on Saturday. The Olly Roos start their quest for an Olympic medal against Argentina tonight, live on 7 and streaming on 7+. Check your local guides. Our softballers are also back in action this afternoon, taking on Italy at 4 Eastern Standard Time. AFL stars have agreed to grit their teeth and continue the season, despite calls to bring forward the pre-finals bye. Toby Green personally helped secure a house in the Brisbane hinterland for several Giants players and staff forced to isolate after visiting a Tier 1 exposure site. The partners and families of GWS and Sydney players will arrive in Queensland this afternoon and quarantine for 14 days. The Bulldogs play their first match this Sunday since Phil Gould returned to the club as general manager of football. The bottom place Dogs take on the Sharks, who they beat on Anzac Day. Despite serving a four-match ban for this hit, Sharks' wrecking ball, Sio Sifar Talakai won't be changing his tackling style.
4: Did I change my technique? No. Yeah. You got there to tackle people and they tackle you. That's all there is to it.
5: The Sharks must win Sunday to remain in the eight. Australia's leading cricketers aren't worried about a lack of red ball cricket before this summer's Ashes. The Aussies have two more one-days against the West Indies, then a white ball tour of Bangladesh, followed by the T20 World Cup in October. Players could still be in hotel quarantine during the one-off test against Afghanistan in Perth, robbing them of a red ball hit-out before the Ashes opener on December 8.
0: We showed
4: last year that, um, you know, not playing a red ball game doesn't really have an impact.
5: Australia leads the Windies 1-0 in the one-day series. To the national weather forecast now, and a high is causing winds and waves to ease along the New South Wales coast. A low in the Bight is causing gusty winds and rain in South Australia and triggering possible storms in far western New South Wales. A high is causing showers on the WA coast. So let's go to the national capitals now. Brisbane, sunny and a top of 20 degrees today. Sydney, mostly sunny and 17. A sunny day, a top of 11 degrees in Canberra. It started off as minus five in Canberra this morning. Melbourne, mostly cloudy, a top of 12 degrees. Hobart, cloudy increasing and 13 the top today. Rain, 11 degrees in Adelaide. Perth, mostly sunny, a top of 17 degrees. Darwin, sunny skies and a warm 32 degrees. And that's 7 News to now. We'll keep you up to date throughout the day. Our next major bulletin is at 4pm. I'm Anne Sanders. Thanks for your company. Have a lovely day.